Hello, everybody. This is the Chini Imagine Podcast with Impact Africa Network. Um, very excited this week to continue with our founder series, and we have an amazing guest for you uh, this week. Uh, back with our founder series, Eric Thimba is CEO and founder of MOOC. Co-founder. Co-founder. Awesome. Thanks for correcting me. So co-founder of MOOC, but you're the CEO, right? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, I got that right. So you and I have known each other for some time, and I got to tell you, Eric, uh, from the first time I met you, the energy um, was, was impressive. And uh, there were three things that I, I took away from that first meeting, right? Uh, the, the, you started telling me about how you got to product market fit and how that process went. That was really impressive for me because that was at the time I was you know, thinking about making the move here, and I was here for, I think, five days from the Bay Area, and um, just your thought process around that order of operations to get to product market fit, and so that's a really good story that I think uh, our audience will, will benefit from, for sure. And I actually connected you with some other founders who I had been talking to who were struggling with the same issue, and you took the time to actually go meet with them, so that was pretty dope. So the next thing that impressed me was, you know, you, know, you were able to actually raise a seed fund, Right, a seed round, brother. As as a local founder, that is, you're 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 a unicorn. Right? <laughs> that is so true, man. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're a unicorn, yeah. man. How many how many do you know been you know to do that? You know, yeah. uh, I just know you and maybe a couple of others. You know, um, so big ups to you and that's super impressive. The other thing too was you know your your humility and accessibility, right? That is another another unicorn status for our ecosystem. To be honest, man. Um, very accessible, very available. Most people, by the time they raise a seed round and they're building a growth startup in, in our ecosystem, man, I mean, things change, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, know but that. it happens. I mean, I, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people and, and you know, I, I encounter, I, my job is to study the ecosystem and kind of figure out, you know, what's going on and who can be connected with who and what's happening. What do we need to do to actually, um, you know, change the African narrative, right? And uh, achieve the vision of, Trend, you know, making Silicon Savannah perform as we've been hoping it will perform. And so people like you give me hope and get me super excited. So without further ado, uh, I will let you introduce yourself and maybe the first thing you could do is tell us your background, where you went to high school, college, and how you ended up founding, founding MOOC, where the idea come from. Word. Thanks for having me, man. Um... I also remember the first time I met you, man, and I, and I remember you uh, being very passionate about, about, uh, about your, your ideas and also just about the, the, the whole ecosystem. And it's interesting because, it's, you know, you've been, you've been very consistent, you know? Yeah, for and, sure. Um, yeah. I think that's amazing. I think it's just the fact that, you know, through that, through that consistency that's, that your idea has developed and it's, it continues to, to grow um, because 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 you're consistent you know you, you you went with it you saw the you saw what the need was and and you just barreled through that 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 rabbit hole um with full steam ahead so that's really dope man and that's part of the reason why i'm always making myself available is because that's the kind of energy that you always want to be around mm -hmm. you know um you know, this 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 thing is a this thing is a jungle bro <laughs> you know, and I think you know this, and I think that's part of the reason why I think what you, the work that you're doing is amazing is because um, it's work around building the ecosystem. Um, it's work about making this 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 whole journey uh, easier and, and allowing uh, great products to come out of, of this ecosystem simply because 
you know, the founders and the people that are building these products will have the ability to, to spend time thinking about their product and, and focusing in on getting, you know, the, the right solution out into the market mm-hmm. instead of thinking about, you know, all these other little things that, that really, in my opinion, you know, uh, are, are, you know, very juakali. Right, meaning that 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 we need to formalize this industry. Mm. We need to formalize a lot of the things around um, how people are creating and developing products, mm. um, especially around tech mm. and specifically around tech. Mm. Um, I'm sure that's all I can speak to because that's the, the space that I'm in and, and, and that's the space that I I am lobbying for. Right, mm. um, but anyway, that's we'll talk about that a, a lot more. But uh, you know. My background is, you know, I went to high school, I grew up in Nairobi, mm-hmm. um, born and raised, mm-hmm. um, and um, I went to high school in St. Mary's. Oh, you're a Saints guy? I'm a Saints guy, man. You look like a Saints guy. I look like a Saints guy. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing, man. I don't know, man. That's actually a good thing. Yeah, so, and I'll tell you, everybody wanted to be a Saints guy. So that's why you're like, yeah, you look like that guy. Eh? Saints, Saints guys. Those people who don't know, St. Mary's, uh-huh. anyone who went to St. Mary's was a cool guy. <laughs> Those were the coolest guys. It's like, it's like if you meet a cool guy, the first thing you ask is, did you go to Saints? You know what I'm saying? I can't believe I'm letting you get away with this. Uh, this is so good. The only reason I'm letting you get away with this on our podcast <laughs> is because I was in Saints for, for, for a bit too. But uh, I came... That's where you got your coolness, yeah? That's, uh, yeah you can, oh my God. You can point, you can point to your coolness. The, the day that you, that you, you discovered coolness... Wasn't St. Mary's. Wasn't St. Mary's, eh? So I'm, I'm a Starreha guy, right? Uh, like uh, high school. But then I, I did the IB thing. So nice. That's how, I could, that's how I can pick you guys out in a crowd. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and my Saints guy. Uh-huh. And then after Saints, I, I went to school in, um, in the U.S. Um, to study political science and theology. Wow, um, you're trying to. What are you trying to do with that thing? I, you don't I mean, look like a religion to me, dude. Like, you're trying but to I am, that. man. I, I teach. What? I actually teach the Bible at my no church. Way. Yes, no yes, yes. Way. I teach oh, the Bible. My bad. I'm a, Let me fall I'm a, back. I'm a Bible teacher. Uh-huh. Um, but beyond that as well, I, you know, I have always, I've always. Um, my parents, my parents were, were very. This is interesting because when I look back. I really appreciate this about them is that they never really quite were the parents who were about be a doctor, be an engineer, mm, be a this. Mm. Like they didn't put a lot of traditional Africa, yeah, traditional kind of success. Family run down three exactly. train tracks. That's it. They really didn't give us any pressure around that. In terms of they, they didn't make it seem as though those were the things that we needed to be. Right. So and, and another thing is that you know both my parents were entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, so they they both. So it's in the DNA. So it's in the DNA. Like I saw them <clears throat> hustle through. And struggle through and through that whole journey doing mm. through business, right? Mm. Um, I'm not really sure where I was going with this. No, your background, like how yes. you ended up, you know, where, where did you go to school though? Oh, yes, so, yes, yes. So, oh, yes, I was talking about my college, the reason why I started what I did in college. Mm. Mm. Now I remember. Um, the, 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 the thinking around that was, it was simple because, you know, my parents never really actually, like, you know, for, for them it was, it was a lot like, you know, what is your interest? Pursue that interest, right. and so well, even when I went, very, to, very bold I know, for their generation. very bold, very bold. Um, and so I remember when I went to college, it was very much my decision in terms of what I wanted to study. And so when I went to college initially, I was going there to study finance okay. and uh, finance and uh, and biblical studies. Mm-hmm. Now the two was simply because you know finance was just kind of like a, I I just it just felt like 
whatever. You know, I'll do finance. Sounds like a dope thing. Like an insurance me, right? policy? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's an insurance policy. It just sounds dope, right? It's like, what do you want to do? Finance? Cool. Awesome. Let's do that. Okay. Um, and the biblical studies is simply because, you know, I have, um, I have a deep faith. Mm. And, 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 and I have hard faith. In, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian and, and my faith has been something that has been a part of my life for a long time. Awesome. Yeah. Um, beyond my parents, been even I became a believer before my parents, mm. you know? Mm. Um, interesting. Yeah, I was the first person in my family actually. Mm. But anyway, um, but for me, it's, it, I've been fascinated by, by, by the idea of God and for a long time, mm. not just from a, from a faith standpoint, from just an understanding. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, going to college, I knew that I wanted to, I, I knew I wanted to study something to do with, 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 with a, a, a gaining a deeper understanding of God, mm. but not so that I could become a pastor or mm. a, a preacher. For you're, me, it was mostly... You're a, you're a spiritual exactly, seeker, maybe? Spiritual, exactly. So for me, it was, it was something that I wanted to, to learn because my parents had, had brought me up in a space where, you know, pursue your interest. And so my interest was in things to do with God. Mm. And so I was like, I want to study that. Wow. Um, but then when I went to college, the reason why I moved from finance to political science is is because I, I, I was doing a, a course in my first year that really, really got me interested in, in political science. It was political science 101, actually. Okay. Uh, no, 201. Mm -hmm. And during that course, you know, there was so much that I learned about um, uh, international policy and just a, a bunch of other how things. The world works. How the world works. Right. And I was so fascinated that I was just like, you know what, I want to study this, this further. Yeah. Um, so those are the two things that I, I, I studied until my final year. I never actually graduated from college. Yeah. Um, maybe I will one day. Um, but I, when I came back to Nairobi, um, I came back to Nairobi and, and for some time, I was just really trying to find my way. Mm. I was trying to make this stuff happen. I was mm. involved in renewable energies, mm. projects, and all that stuff. Mm. And so when I came back, I was really trying to kind of find my footing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it was really difficult. It mm. was really difficult for, to kind of readjust my identity um, in this space when I was coming back home. How long were you gone for and where were you? I was gone. I was in Philly. Okay. I was about 20 minutes from, from Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and I was there for eight years that's a, that's um, a yeah. so yeah it's a long time you know and you know for 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 a period you know it was just like i you know i reached a point where i knew i wanted to come back home okay right and the thing is is that you know when i left to go to the u.s i always knew i wanted to come back i always knew that it, it, it's, it's it's interesting because even the, the friends that i i had in the states all of the new Simba is gonna go back home were they mostly kenyan african no, okay mostly american, american. okay um, so, so for you know, me, for uh, me, it was a very different kind of. Uh, when I left, mm -hmm. coming back was not something that uh, I'd even contemplated, to be honest, man. Because mm -hmm. you know, when I left, Kenya was in its was kind of going through its toughest time. I would, I would say a lot of my generation folks were just leaving. That was just mm -hmm. the thing most people were doing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And and for me, it was just like, dude. I, so just yes. com comparing and contrasting with your mindset, I really kind of I I. I, I when I go back and I look at people who had that mindset, to me it seems so like, wow, that's bold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go back yeah, yeah. It's interesting because that you mentioned that because um, I do vividly recognize that moment when, when there was a lot of people who were just leaving the country and just relocated to the US, right? Right, right. Um, for very many reasons. Right. Or you go there and you study and then you just kind of stick around, right? right? And 
don't come back. Right. And, you know, I remember going to a, a number of, of parties with other Kenyans. Mm. And actually, a majority of Kenyans weren't planning to come back. Planning to come back. So I'm not really sure why. But, uh, but for, for, for me, for some reason, I just could not envision myself settling in, in, in America. Mm. And I'm not really sure why. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I, I don't think these are specific. Like, I'm, very, I'm always very fascinated by, by that, mm. right? And maybe that's a talk conversation for another day because today we got to you know, power through some of these topics that uh, we have outlined for, for the podcast, right? But that's a very interesting thing. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we kind of progress forward and kind of dive into a little bit more about, okay, you're back. Yes. Trying to figure your way around. Trying to figure my way around. Uh, and start, how did that go? Yeah. So I started working for um, a research and marketing agency. Okay. Um, got in there. And it was really difficult. I kind of, during that period, I had, had, had what I had considered had hit, hit, hit rock bottom okay. since coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to some extent, I kind of, at this point, was kind of thinking to myself, you know, did, was that was that the right decision yeah. to come back? You know, because yeah. it took yeah. it seemed to take so long for me to just get my my, my footing, right. and also the fact that how about you know, how long? If you took about, I'd probably say it took, took about two years. Two years. It took about two years of limbo. You know, f- wiping out my savings, and now I'm just kind of you know just out here. Right. You know, and the time and the thing that's interesting is that during that time, you know, you're looking around a lot of the people that you're with and you're uh, around the peers that you left. They're all working, they're all doing stuff. Yeah. And here you are. They're moving. Kind of like, they're moving, you're just kind of like in this limbo. <laughs> and so eventually. Not a fun yeah, place to be. Not a fun place to be. So I eventually decided, you know, let me just look, see how I can you know, get myself a job. Hmm. Um, so that's what I did. I ended up working for this research and marketing agency called Instant Grass. Hmm. Um, super dope. It's a great time. Hmm. Started at the very bottom, hmm. you know. Hmm. <laughs> and. Um, I'm sure they look at you now and they're like, woohoo. That, I mean, it was such a great experience there, man, because, you know, I really poured everything in, into that place, you know? Awesome. Like, yeah. you know, always, you know, give everything that you can, man, yeah. because it's like, I feel like that's what sets you up for... What was unique about that place that captured your... Ah, I think what was, what was really unique about that experience was just being able to understand how to think about products and how to think about what pe- the things that people need and want. And so, it, it, the, a lot of the research that we did was around, uh, you know, around the youth and, and, and how they were consuming products and the products that they were consuming and why they were consuming them. So there's a lot of, for me, there was a lot of, th- that's when I learned how to begin to start thinking about products. That's a very, very interesting thing. Because mm-hmm. now I understand where you got that, I don't know what you'd call it, man, that insight, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I met you and you started talking about how you went about building MOOC, I was super impressed, mm. right? So that explains that. So go ahead. Yeah, so that was that, 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 was that experience. And, and right after that, I, I think it was in 2012, I left that. I left, I left the company. The company. Mm. Um, you know, I kind of reached kind of like the, you know, yeah. the, the peaked in there. And, and for, for me, the, I, I wanted to get into business, right? And started my, and started my own thing. I, you know, sometimes I wonder, I think entrepreneurs are just, so, so, some are made, some are, some are just... Forced into it. Some are forced into it. <laughs> and some just are born that way. Right. And I think maybe that's just, for me, growing up in a, in a, in a home where... Entrepreneurial family. Entrepreneurial family, I was just like... This I need to start my own thing. Yeah, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. The, the, the fear of starting your own thing wasn't... Yes, it was there, but it was like, yes, let's do That's this. That's just part of life. So I had an idea, which was to sell a heat patch. 
Okay. So this heat patch is for it was a heat patch for for women who are going through uh, period pain. Mm. So you put the patch and it's and, and it's like a hot water bottle on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So and where did this idea come from? <laughs> so this idea came since, from since yeah, you yeah, period actually, pain. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So my sisters, my, my, my sisters asked me to send her a box of those things while I was in the States. Okay. And so when I sent them to her and I asked her, you know, how's the whatever? Yeah, how's that. it working out? But I also just thought it was really interesting, right? How's it working out? She's like, oh, it was super dope. It was cool. Yeah. Gave it to my friends. They liked it. So that's what began the whole kind of thought process around it. Um, so I started thinking about this idea, making it happen, um, got someone to design the thing, the box. Ordered some, got, got myself my first investor. Wow, okay. Yes. Based on what? It was, it was uh, basically my, 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 a very close friend of mine, uh, her mom, was, was my first ever investor in cool. this venture. Friends, family, and. Yes, friends, family, and fools. Fools. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> customer is supposed to approach her yeah, with an idea. So I approached her and she liked it, so she invested in it. That's awesome. And so that's what, so we went ahead with it. The thing that was interesting <laughs> is that. Um, First, I remember during that time when I started that business that I did not, my sister came and spoke to me about it and told me that the reason why this thing wouldn't work is because you have a product that is at a certain price point, but you don't understand who your competitor is. And she was, mm. and I was like, okay. And, and, and it turns out that the competitor to this product wasn't another heat patch. Mm. It was a painkiller. Oh! Right? Think about it. That's amazing. The other way, to, how do you deal with period pain? If I do if this patch, I can either wear the patch or I can pop a 40 shilling bob pill, right? And the pain is gone, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I ignored her because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, ah, what does she know? What does she know, right? What does I didn't she know? Yeah, I what does the customer me. know about what how we're solving exactly. their problem? And she's not even imagining. I was like, ah, forget her, right? This is such a good idea, right? And I mean, it was, it was. That was, that was a huge oversight on my part. Mm. And there were very many lessons that I learned from that. Mm. One is, the, the okay, let me just fast forward. The lessons are great. The lessons, okay. Mm. First lesson I learned from Nessa Heat Patch was, <coughs> one is that um, price is so important. Mm. You, you understanding how you charge for something is something that you should take quite seriously mm. and, 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 and have a lot of considerations around that. Mm. And, and the first consideration around price point is that, is that one, there's always what they call these products a magical, magical price point. Okay. Meaning that it's, it's something that when you tell someone, they're like, oh, that's cool. And magical price points oftentimes are price points that break a big note. Mm. So for example, if I give you 200 bob, you give me 20 bob back. Mm. So you price it at 180, mm. so I get something back, right? Mm. Or if it's at 500 bob, mm. you don't charge it at 500, you charge it at 450, okay. so that you give someone change. You interesting. Get it's interesting. very interesting, yeah, that was, that was an interesting set around mm. a product. Mm. The other thing about a product is that, um, that I learned from, 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 from the Nessa Heat Patch, is that that, so, the business was very difficult, but the thing that I appreciate about Nessa Heat Patch is that it was the it was the thing that gave me the idea for book. Okay. So, so this gets interesting. Exactly. So so how this happened is that Nessa Heat Patch, um, the first thing that that happened is that um, I, during that time when I left uh, Instant Grass inside this business, mm. uh, meaning that you know I'd really shipped in the product, everything it was here, mm. and I was going to all the different chemists mm. to. To go and 
tell them about this product, mm-hmm. right? Then this is this was it was it a product you bought fully made? Were you yes. just were you in the resale business or were you in a you know in a no it was from scratch? I made the whole product. you designed the thing. Yes, where so did you manufacture so, 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 so China? Okay, so right. basically it was a product that was already there, the patch. <clears throat> now it was just the packaging. So what I designed ah. was the packaging, and okay. I shipped in the product to Kenya. Okay, and then and so basically with the brand that I was selling under it was called the Nessa Heat Patch. Nessa was a, a name that I had trademarked. Wow. The wow. distribution was purely through the the Thimberland company. <laughs> the Thimberland company. You are fully integrated. Yeah, 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 I was Top in it. down. It's vertically integrated and everything. <laughs> so I'm dropping this product into the into going to all these different uh, chemists. I was in tw- over 25 chemists, two supermarkets. Wow. I was in Chandarana and Uchumi and I was going to go to Tuskies and uh, Nakumat. Mm. And one of the things that was that 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 um, during that period, there was I, I had started working and doing a consultancy for um, a branding agency. Mm. This branding agency is based out of London called Seven Brands. Mm. Fantastic designers, mm. and I was working with one of the designers. Um, uh, her name is Hannah, and at the time we were working on. Yeah, the UK know, has an amazing yeah, design. Amazing ethos. designers, uh, and I mean yeah. this this she had done a lot of product design, right. and so she you know I told her about this product that I was selling and she's just like, oh, let me see it. And when she looked at it, she was just like, oh my gosh, your branding is all wrong. Wow. So when, when she went and she kind of, during that time, you know, just herself, mm-hmm. redesigned the packaging. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the packaging of what she had redesigned. So I really made the product, right? Mm-hmm. Already 3,000 pieces. I, 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 my money is gone, bro. There's no more money to be packaged. There's no money to be packaged. Right. Bro, I looked at this thing and I recognized the power of branding. Amazing, yeah? That the power, that the design is such a powerful tool for selling. Design mm-hmm. is not just a thing that, that you gets, do, as, you a do by the way. as a by the way. Design is a powerful tool for selling anything. And that was one of the most important insights that I took from Nessa Heat Patch into MOOC. Okay. If, probably the most important insight. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Based on that, mm-hmm. what is the quality of design that you see, or how is what's the design gap in our market here in terms of people doing stuff, yes, yes, not yes, necessarily yes. agencies? Uh, I think both. I think I think even the agencies. I okay. think I think I think. Um, Do people appreciate design? No, one. I don't think so. And the thing is, is that the, 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 what, what people don't, and, and it's in. I, I use the word design also very cautiously because. On one aspect, I, I believe design to be what you visually see, mm-hmm. but I also believe design to be in in how something functions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and the thing is, is that I think that in both aspects of design, that those two things you find generally lacking mm. in, in 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 the way that people build things. Mm. In that, on the one aspect, that they do not put any importance around. How an, a product is perceived, right? Right. The appearance, the appearance the of packaging. the product, the packaging, and how important that is. <clears throat> mm. Let me give an example. You know, I was, I was, I was telling um, one of the biggest things that design delivers is trust. Mm. And let me explain that. The other day, a few weeks ago, I was driving down um, to Nanyuki, and what happens is that. When, once you leave Nairobi, 
all of a sudden it's like all the gas stations are independent right mm. You, mm. there's no more shell total mm. it's just like mm. jp's <laughs> like there's all the kinds of gas stations you're like well, who the heck are these guys right but they're mm. there and they are serving a market people mm. stop the fuel they do mm. their thing there's there's a stretch over there in a, as on your way to to nanuki and whatever where it's just like you know just a few gas stations you know that are just independent random. yeah I remember when we were going down, there was this one gas station that we passed mm. that was so well designed mm. in terms of when, I, when you looked at the logo, the, the branding, the lighting, everything. It was inviting. It was very inviting. And it was one of those <laughs> things. So you see, the thing is, the reason why we fuel out of town and, and, and you don't fuel in this little gas station is because you don't trust them. Right. You know, the, the thing is That's that you're so like, true. ah, this guy is probably selling me water. Fuel. <laughs> He's probably selling water or whatever. You always make assumptions about the guy because, it's not true. because you don't recognize the person's brand, right? Right. But because you don't recognize the brand and that's usually the first thing but here's the thing when i looked at this gas station i looked at it and i looked at the branding and for me the first thing that stood out to me was i feel like i can fuel there i feel like i can take my car and get into that gas station and, and i'll be okay simply because look at the way that they have branded right right the branding invites me it, it it says it creates it, trust. it creates trust because if you've put that much thought into how you present exactly. yourself then you must be a real you must be the real deal you, you must be you must be you must be a, a new do you get what i'm saying yes. and that's the thing that what happens is that when you're presenting a new idea i remember that in the initial stages of of of, of when we started MOOC, the first event that we ever did bro i think maybe 75 percent of our transactions didn't go through the way smoothly do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like there, was, there was problems. There was a hitch. So meaning that we had to... Technical. Technical. We had to find ways to, you know, make sure that we... <laughs> the thing completes. You know, we, 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 had to, we had to manually complete a number of transactions. But what was interesting is that when we went to the event on the, the day when we were doing the validation at, mm. the, at the event, there were guys who were coming and being like, man, this thing is so dope, man. I love how... <laughs> they don't know what's happening. Is, and I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, honestly... <laughs> Like I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely believe that a huge part of why we have been successful is because we take great attention to design. Man, you know, I'll tell you this, man. Your design game is 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 impressive. Yes. You know, and 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 <laughs> and so let's take a step back and talk to people about what Mook is. Yes, and, yes, yes, and yes, kind of yes, how yes. Heat Patch went into. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Okay, okay, sorry, we jumped, we jumped, Nini, but Heat Patch taught me many lessons. Mm-hmm. Now, Heat, the thing is, same girl that I'm talking to you about in terms of. Um, the, the lady who the designer. Mm. So we're having a conversation, and she's like, you know, just, you know, we're just talking about this, and 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 and, and I, 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 you know, I tell her, you know, how I'm trying to sell this product, and she's like, how are you selling it? So she gives me like a whole way to kind of redesign my Facebook page, right? Because mm-hmm. I was selling the stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with the Facebook page is that I told her a lot of the interaction that I'm getting is from Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, maybe you should try and find a way to to sell this thing on on Facebook. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but how would I do that? Mm. So she's like, I think there's some like apps. So she goes and she shows me these 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 like different options, right? Mm. Mm. She's like, try this, try this. Mm. And at the point, I remember Shopify wasn't there, but Shopify was like, had a different name. Mm. I think it was Equid or something like that. It mm. had a different, mm. and then they merged to become Shopify, something mm. like that. Mm. And so, so one of these things, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this is super cool that I can connect this thing to my Facebook page. But then I remember looking at it and just being like, okay, but why uh, I can display the product, but how will someone pay? Mm-hmm. Right? How do you complete the transaction? And then right? after they pay, mm. uh, how will they 
how will the item be delivered to them? Mm-hmm. Right? The real business. So, exactly, the real business. So for me, it was like, so my head started, you know, like my brain was just there, like, this is a good idea, but how is this? Like, it's incomplete. I, like, it's incomplete. So then, um, well, after one of these days where I'm, so this is just kind of thoughts in my head yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'd actually had the thing up just kind of like being like, and, and I put my phone number as kind of like the impersonal number, like right. impersonal me, right, this right. number, and then right. we'll see what happens. Right. But no one ever made an order, but there are a lot of people who are interested. Right. So there's one day, um, one Monday, just a weekday, I go to uh, MOOC co-founder, yeah. uh, Poji. Yeah. And so I, I randomly just, you know, after spending a, you know, I'm the morning in town. <laughs> so I go visit him. At the time he was living in Kilalesha. So I just, you know, passed by his place. Mm. I just kind of like, you know, I've been, out, I've been out on the field, bro, in my briefcase. Just kind of, you know, kick it and just... Yeah, let me just... I, I think we're, we're just talking about something. I don't know what we're talking about. Right. So I go to him and, I, and, and part of the thing I tell him, I'm like, bro, you need to... So we had started a company called the Ideas Company with mm. Poji. Okay. And the whole thinking around the Ideas Company was to be able to develop <coughs> ideas. Mm. Right? <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. and, and at the, in, the, in the initial version of how we had thought about the ideas company was that we wanted to develop ideas for companies to then go and execute. Okay. But then what we realized was like, why don't we then also, like what you're doing, mm. think about developing our own ideas mm. and bring them to market. Mm-hmm. And so we started thinking about different things. So we would spend a lot of, there are times where we'd come and we just brainstorm on different things. Mm. So this was one of those days where it was like, it was, I remember it was a mid-morning mm. type of situation mm. and it was just like, Let's have this meeting. Mm. So we go and we sit down. We have our board meeting for the ideas company. <laughs> I love it. And so I sit there and I tell him, I'm like, yo, man, there's something I noticed the other day. So I explain to him whatever. So I show him the thing and he's just like, he's like, dude, maybe we should build it. So I'm like, okay. You think mm-hmm. we can, you know, so it becomes now this thing where all of a sudden now, here we are just kind of like, yo, 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 then we can do this. And the thing is, we're thinking about building it because we were trying to, we were, one of the things that we were taking on as, as one of the things that we wanted to help as the ideas company was the Nessa Heat Patch. Okay. How can we help Nessa Heat Patch sell? sell. So now <laughs> we're looking at Facebook and we're like, bro, so for Nessa Heat Patch, we're going to build a thing that's going to work like this, it's going to do this, going to do this, da, 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 right? So we're trying to find a solution for the Nessa Heat Patch. Mm-hmm. But as we're talking about and, and it... And the solution was about... Completing transactions on Facebook. On Facebook, right? How do we? How do you make any pay bill? Then you can do this. So we're just here bouncing off ideas, right? Like how we can we can make this thing work. Um, but as we're talking about it, we're like, man, this is this is actually like a really good idea, right? right? right. Outside of just the Nessa heat patch. Who else can it Like have? like this is actually a really good idea, man. Right. So anyway, we left it at that. But we kept thinking about it. We kept thinking about it. And that's one of the... Uh, now, the next meeting that we had, we were like, Ta-da, this is how this thing would work. Because now what we did is that we went and talked to a guy who was uh, a dev. Mm-hmm. And we asked him, is it possible to build something like this? Mm-hmm. When he said, it, he said it was possible, we were like, okay, cool. So both of you are not technical? No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. Both me and Poji are not technical. Okay. Oh, but we needed to find out from a technical guy whether this idea that we were having was possible. Right. So now when we came back, we were like, ah, oh, man. And so at the time, one of the words that that uh, actually learned it from Poji and was, was MOOC. So MOOC was short for Mukwanja. Okay. Mukwanja means money in Shen. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it used to be a thing for like, when you used to ask each other for money, you'd be like, hey bro, you have some MOOC. Okay. Right? <laughs> That's yeah, where that came from. Some, yeah, 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 you have some MOOC. Yeah. So now, yeah. as we're thinking about it, because you see, we were trying to figure out how, yeah. how to you know, make money. Right, right. <laughs> so we're like, dude, you should call this thing MOOC. Right? So, so we went to Google to see M-double-O, K was available, but we found that the MWOKH 
So that's when we were like, yeah, we'll call it Mook. <laughs> so the, 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 H, better, the, H like, the H is like, the H is like, yeah. And that's it. Like that's how, that's literally how the story, yeah. Mook, Mook the name started. came about. Yeah. yeah, the name came about and also how it started. So think about it from this. Right now, Mook is known as a ticketing company, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But at the initial stage, we weren't, trying to, we weren't even thinking about ticketing. Trying we were trying to this. solve a problem for products. We were trying to sell a product, right? And so... So basically, it was a payment solution. It was a payment solution, right? right? It was what we were trying to do. And that's, that, that's, a, that's a huge thing that you just said. Because at the time, the thing that we were trying to solve, mm. to be quite honest, mm. it wasn't the fact that there wasn't an interface to go and put up your product. Mm. It was that there was no credible way to make a payment mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So, 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 so those, in those days, even maybe even now, uh, how, what were the options? Because we had M-Pesa. M-Pesa we had M-Pesa there, but now you say that you're a pesa guy or get a pay bill. So you right? still you have so to get off the, exactly. the experience had to go to a different channel. It had to go to a different the payment channel. Ha- the, 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 the buyer experience and the payment experience were divorced. So exactly. Okay. Exactly. So there wasn't, a, there wasn't the, ex- the, the expectation of that the place where you're shopping is the place where you buy that thing. Right. 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 right, right. Um, or pay so, for that thing. And pay for that thing. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is that we took one aspect and completed it. Okay. What we did is completed the loop, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And, and the loop that was missing was being able to display the product, yes, mm-hmm. but also be able to accept a payment for that product right. very right. quickly and right. easy right. as well. So basically so, e-commerce, classic e-commerce. Basically classic e-commerce. Right. Now, for almost a whole year, we were just here trying to figure out how to build the product. So we, we were working with this developer to try and build out the products and all that stuff. During that period, is. Of course, we were communicating with people about what it is that we're doing. A, a number of our friends mm. were talking to them about it. You know, just telling them, hey, we're working on this, that, that. Mm. Close friends. Mm. One of our close friends, um, Modoni, mm. drama queen. Mm. <laughs> She'll hear MDQ. this, I'm sure. <laughs> ah, for sure, man. She's, she's a huge part of the story because right. MDQ was the first person who began to agitate. And I still remember we were at her house and she began to agitate to us. Hey listeners, we're going to take a break uh, in the middle of this podcast and uh, we're going to break it up into two uh, episodes uh, when Mr. Thimba and I get into a conversation, things can, uh, can get quite long. So we're going to break this particular podcast up into part one and part two. Part one is available right now and part two will be available in a couple of days. Enjoy the listening.